Hey girl, I missed you. <laughs> did you notice I only did one episode last week? Well, that's because we were on vacation in Branson, Missouri. Yes, yeah, so we, uh, our family loaded up and my mom too. And we loaded up and drove to Branson. It's about six hours, about five and a half hours from here. So it wasn't bad, but I did my best not to do any work, but I had an occasional issue to tend to, but I'm grateful I was able to handle it early in the morning before everyone was awake. I often get moms who say their children don't sleep well. I know for me, since I've had kids, I don't really sleep that well. The kids, my kids sleep all night, but they, but I usually wake up around like 2 a.m. or 4 a.m. and I struggle to go back to sleep. But I've noticed that even when I get de decent sleep, I still feel tired. Some of our kids are the same way. You may not realize that when they are misbehaving, they are actually communicating that they need rest in a particular area. Here's a hint. It's not just rest in the form of sleeping, y'all. Yes, it's blowing my mind. There are actually seven different types of rest that your child needs to be ready for kindergarten. You'll definitely want to listen to this show today for your child and for you, girl. Let's dig in. Hey mama, welcome to Keys to Kindergarten Readiness. I'm Shannon Ali, daughter of the king, wife, mom of three littles, and kindergarten readiness expert. I've been where you are. You know your child can excel academically, but you don't know what or how to teach them with your super busy schedule. You're also tired of yelling at your child and wish they would listen to you the first time. I know you deeply desire for your child to have a strong foundation of faith from an early age. I have quick, easy tips on faith, positive parenting, and fun learning. If you're eager for your child to go from being underprepared to being more than ready for kindergarten, grab your favorite pen and your notebook because class is in session. Let's go. One, two, three, four, five. Yes, we got five star review from Rad Coaches. They said, great advice for learning and advancement. It says easy tips and actionable steps to help your child develop and advance. So yes, y'all, at a five-star review, we appreciate you so much. That is what we're all about here on Keys to Kindergarten Readiness. Actionable steps, we want you to take action. I'm not just here talking to you just to like waste time. I want you to do some things and I have some easy tips to give you so that you can implement them into your day. I want to invite you to book a free coaching call. Like what in the world are you waiting for? They're still free. I'm about to be busy though. School's gonna start soon. You're about to be busy. It's going to be a lot of stuff going on. So go ahead and book that free call so I can just tell you more about what you can do to get your child ready for kindergarten. I can do like a little screener with your child and just give you some little strategies right away. I started reading a book called Sacred Rest and it's by Dr. Sandra Dalton-Smith. So she's also a sister in Christ and she's a physician. So it's really neat. In this book, she discusses seven, seven different types of rest. And I originally got this book because I've been having like heart palpitations and like I said, trouble sleeping and just a lot of issues. And I just wanted to, you know, seek a different way to see about dealing with that and getting help for that. So 
I was able to clearly see certain areas that I needed rest from. So for me, my top three areas are currently physical rest, I need more of that, sensory rest, and mental rest. And so I'm gonna get into those in a minute, but in the book, she gives strategies, tips on how to improve each of those areas. And as I started reading, it really got me thinking about my children and my students and your children and how we can help them. So let's dig in to the seven types of rest. Number one, the first type of rest is physical rest. I know you're familiar with this one, and but the, the thing you might not know is that there are two types of rest, physical rest, and there's an active type of physical rest and a passive type of physical rest. So we're familiar with the passive type of physical rest, which would be like a nap you know, or just going to sleep at night, passive physical rest, resting your body. But there's also active physical rest. And I didn't realize that this is more of like an activity like stretching, soaking in the tub, getting a massage, uh, doing some yoga, things like that. And you can have some rest difficult deficits and you might be sore or have some body aches and pains. Okay. So your child may need to do some, you know, have some good sleep, obviously, and you can make the room dark. Blackout curtains are great. So I know for us right now, like for bedtime, kindergarten, they'll be starting soon and it's still daylight. You know, the, the days are long. It doesn't get dark here until about 8.45 p.m. But their <laughs> their bedtime when school's in and as we're kind of shifting to it now, even, even now, they go to bed at like 7.30 or 8 o'clock and it is daylight. So black out curtains, um, maybe a sleep mask if they want to try that, sound machine, things like that, a nice warm bath. Sometimes I'll put some some bath salts in there, some like Epsom salt bath salts to kind of just relax them, that kind of thing. But stretching, all of that, these are good uh, passive rest and physical rest tips that you can help your child with. Number two is mental rest, okay? So mental rest, this is your brain. Their brains are just going constantly. So maybe they need to take a break, separate themselves from computers, go out in nature, going outside, playing outside, running around, that kind of thing. That's a good mental break so their brains can be still and um, just kind of relax. Number three is spiritual rest. And so they're kids, so, but basically it's just, do you belong? Do they feel like they belong? Do they feel like they belong? Do they feel like they belong to your family or in the classroom? Like, are they feeling this, this sense of love and peace and community and like they have a greater purpose and you know, so it, it, that one kind of gets deep, but we do, we pray with our kids and we pray for our kids and we, we you know, teach them more about Jesus and all of that to be able to help them spiritually. Number four is emotional rest, right? Emotional rest. And so we want to be able to be comfortable sharing our feelings openly. And so with, the, with your child, maybe they don't, 
want to verbalize certain things, but maybe they can start writing or they can draw a picture. Maybe they don't have words yet. They're not really writing words, but maybe they could draw a picture to be able to get their emotions out. I know as a grown up, sometimes I will journal. So just getting that out, or if they can talk to you, you can talk to them and let them, you know, know that you're a safe place and please be a safe place, right? Be a safe place for your children to talk. And I also tell them, you know, you can always talk to God too. You know, I tell them that too. And they may or may not be getting it yet, but I just want to always offer, offer and, and remind them about that. And it is important for us to let our children know that it's okay to express their emotions. They're about to start kindergarten though. And so we do want just to gear that in the right direction. So they can express emotions, but they cannot like hit somebody. <laughs> we can't hurt anybody. There's certain things that we can't do. We can't say say those mean things to that person because it's just not nice and they're about to be in a classroom especially so we want to prepare them for that as well number five is a sensory rest mama girl like I know a lot of our kids are actually having a deficit in this area and they need some sensory rest. I know I do and I got a lot of that on my trip to Branson and it was really really nice so for example anything with our senses so you know we have a smell we have taste those are some of the more mild ones but the ones that we probably experience a lot and our kids experience a lot deficits in um he they need some hearing rest they're constantly hearing video games or whatever i know for me it's podcasts i'm a learner that's one of my five strengths and I love to listen to podcasts, like, but y'all, like, it was just too much. I was listening to them in the car. Obviously, that's a regular place. Listen to them when I work out. Listen to them in the shower. Listen to them in the bathtub. Listen to them all the time. It was just too much. It was too much. And so I just, it's okay to be in silence. It's okay for our children to be in silence. We don't have to just have the TV on, just playing and making noise, and nobody's watching it. We don't have to just have the the iPad playing or any of that. So that would be some sensory overload auditorily. Also, vision. You know, if you're always looking at a screen, oh, it just drains your eyes, right? And so this this light is. It's a different kind of light and your eyes will, you know, get tired. You'll get tired. Your energy will be drained. Your child's energy will be drained and they'll get more agitated. They'll get, you know, more angry, things like that from smaller, smaller instances than they normally would as the, as the day keeps going because they need sensory rest. That's how they're communicating. They're acting out and it's because they need some sensory rest. Isn't that crazy y'all? That's crazy. So we have implemented a quiet time and I know some kindergarten classes are not taking naps anymore. They've taken out naps, but in our home, in our home, on like the weekend or something like that, we always implement a quiet time. And they're always like, well, I'm not sleepy. And I was like, you don't have to take a nap, but mommy needs quiet. I did not realize like how overloaded sensory, like how, how overloaded I was sensory wise auditorily. I grew up, I'm, I grew up, I have siblings, but they're far older than me. So I kind of grew up like an only child. So it was very quiet around our house. Very quiet. It's just me and my parents for the most part. So it was pretty quiet. So I was not used to having three, <laughs> 
three little um, kiddos who love to make lots of noise and you know just talk and things like that I just wasn't used to that and obviously being in the classroom and even at daytime playtime which is our learning center it's just a lot of noise and then uh, you know when I put podcasts on top of that it's just like oh no I need some silence it is okay to be in silence it's okay and then I you know personally as a grown-up I talked to God during that time and again you can recommend that to your children but yeah it's okay to be silent put the screens down turn the noise off have your child be quiet have some quiet time number six is social rest so if you're like me when I first heard the need for social rest I assumed that that meant like you need to get away from being social you need to be by yourself a little bit and I was like yeah I'm, I'm more of an introvert anyway so yay that's what it means but it is not what it means <laughs> negative it really means to social rest is kind of like the opposite of what you might mean it's actually making friends and spending time with friends and like I guess resting in their presence kind of more so so with our children you know fostering those friendships those friendships that they have fostering those if play dates I'm not saying you have to go to every single play date but play dates and like little birthday parties or just little hangouts just really trying to let them do that I know for my oldest Isaiah they were all going to different preschools and so when they were going to kindergarten a lot of them were a little nervous and so I arranged some of the boys that were going to kindergarten for us and their moms and parents to meet us at the park and it was fun they just kind of got to know each other a little bit and these are friendships that you know I pray will last throughout their school years and just little things like that so social rest being able to you know how you feel when you get with your girlfriend and you just like not your girlfriend girlfriend you know what I mean um but your friend and you talk and hang out and you're able to just like either vent or just hang out you know and talk and just catch up on old things I know me and my my old roommate shout out out to you Charlie uh, we you know we don't see each other nearly as much as we used to we have husbands and families and we don't live in the same city anymore but when we get together it's like oh this feels so good we can just be free and comfortable and talk to each other and have a good time and pick up where we left off and so our kids need to be able to have that social rest and those social interactions that they can feel themselves number seven we made it all the way to number seven number seven is creative rest all right so creative rest has to do with allowing yourself or allowing your child to basically it just says to just take in the beauty of the outdoors being outside and I grew up we were always outside like always so I would always have a tan <laughs> and I was always outside you know that's what we did we played in the backyard we played in the front yard we rode bikes around the neighborhood we had a little park in our neighborhood we would go to we did a lot of stuff but now I'll be honest y'all like it's hot I don't like to be outside <laughs> I don't and then we're in Louisiana we have like tons of mosquitoes you have to like douse yourself in bug spray to go outside but this is something that's really important and it's important for me too and for all of us to make sure we're getting that vitamin D getting outside another way you can have some creative rest you're talking get some creative rest would be to enjoy the arts so the arts like visual arts so painting it could be museums you can look at different books and encyclopedia type things where you can look at 
famous artworks and then you could also enjoy the performing arts so we went to a show in Branson that was really fun they got to kind of see that I actually used to dance and so dance is a passion a hobby of mine I guess and so enjoying dancing and all of that so but the arts would be something really really great music all of that that creative rest being able to just soak that in and appreciate it. Your child doesn't have to create anything. They just get to sit back and enjoy. In review, the seven types of rest are number one, physical, number two, mental rest, number three, spiritual rest, number four, emotional rest, number five, sensory rest, that's a biggie, number six, social rest, and number seven, creative rest, all right? So our key takeaway today is to make sure that your child and you, for that matter, are getting adequate rest in all of these areas. Your homework, sister girl, is to target the area, just pick one, that you believe your child may need more rest in by using a strategy from today's show. Go to our Facebook community. You can check it out on our website, www.keystokindergartenreadiness.com. That's www.keystokindergartenreadiness.com and tell us all about it. And remember, we still have a few of those free coaching spots. I can coach you through a smart coaching call and help your child get on the road to reading and getting ready for kindergarten. Just book that. There's a link below in the show notes. Dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you for today. We thank you for rest and we thank you for this lesson on the different types of rest, Lord. Help us to pinpoint what it is that we need to focus on with our child and any areas that we may need rest in ourselves, Lord. We just love you. We thank you. We're glad that we can rest in you no matter what. It's in Jesus' name. Amen. You got this, mama. I'm cheering for you, girl. Until next time, to God be the glory.